Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders for the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And in today's episode, we're going to continue to look at some of the let us statements that are made in the letter to the Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, we find, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. In verse 1, we find another, let us, an exhortation, which is a statement or an address of urgent advice or recommendation. The New American Standard Version says, therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ let us press on to maturity. The American Standard Version renders it, Wherefore, leaving the doctrine of the first principles of Christ, let us press on unto perfection. Here is a challenge, a word of exhortation for those Christians to leave or to go beyond the elementary teachings of the gospel. This is not because those teachings are unimportant, but because they're like the ABCs that a student leaves as he goes on and progresses in his education. Now understand, unless that student fully understands those ABCs, his education really cannot go on. But, leaving the doctrine of the first principles, they were to press on unto perfection. In other words, they were to move on to full growth and spiritual maturity. Why is it so important to grow? Why is it so necessary to progress beyond the first principles? never forgetting them because they are so well known and ingrained in us that they are a part of us. Why is it essential to grow in spiritual maturity? Because the possibility of apostasy is real and threatening. Even to believers who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God of flesh and put him to an open shame. That's Hebrews 6, verses 4 through 6. That is why it is so important to go on to perfection, go on to spiritual maturity. The consequences of leaving the truth are terrible and horrendous. This is graphically illustrated by what is done to land that is productive versus what is done to land that is unproductive. Hebrews 6, 7, and 8 tells us, For the earth which drinks in the rain that comes off upon it, and brings forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receives blessings from God. But that which bears thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. My friends, 
Christians are encouraged to go on unto perfection. That is continuous action. A striving toward a goal, and that goal is perfection. We're not talking about sinless perfection, but rather it is to move from adolescence into full spiritual mature adulthood. This is an appeal, an urgent piece of advice, a recommendation for them and all Christians to become better at recognizing true teaching from false, to be better able to distinguish the lie from the truth, and to stand firm on the truth. Grow, my friends, grow. Having therefore received boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That let us statement is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, and then we looked at verses 20, 21, and 22. One man called this an exhortation to intimacy, and I must say that I like that very much. Notice the basic elements of the relationship sustained by Christians in this exhortation. First, there is confident faith. The Hebrew Christians are reminded that in their original acceptance of Jesus as Lord, they had done so with confident faith. Again, verses 19 and 20 say, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. The idea is that of the temple or tabernacle and the priestly functions performed there. Unlike the priest under the law of Moses, who with great alarm and fear passed through the veil into the Holy of Holies, they as Christians had confidently entered into an intimate relationship with God through the death of his son, through the blood of Jesus. So the question is, why would they ever want to go back? In verse 20 we see the words, a new and living way. The word new used in that verse means freshly killed or newly slain. This sacrifice of Jesus was not just warmed over Judaism or patched up Judaism, no sir. The fact that it is living indicates that it is neither temporary nor provisional as Judaism was. No, its end is life, complete absolution for the guilt of sin. Another element of the relationship of a Christian is that in the process of becoming priests with access to the Holy of Holies and the presence of God, they had had their bodies washed with pure water, a reference to New Testament baptism. Priests under the law of Moses were consecrated to the priesthood by, among other things, a complete washing of their bodies before putting on their priestly attire. Believing penitent people are inducted into Christ, thus becoming priests by baptism. Also their hearts had been sprinkled from an evil conscience. Under the law of Moses, Aaron and his sons were consecrated to the priesthood by the blood of sacrificial animals at the same time their bodies were washed and they put on their priestly attire. Christians are actually cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Finally, for our consideration today, as Christians, they have a high priest over the house of God. That high priest, which they had and we have, is Jesus. 
Consecrated as priests by the blood of our great high priest, Christians have access to the presence of the Father who dwells in heaven. Why would anyone ever want to turn back or abandon these glorious truths? We'll continue our examination of the let us statements in Hebrews with the next episode. Thanks for listening.